0: blood of the lamb and say so. Praise the Lord. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. We have several prayer requests. Josh Gardner, needs your prayer today. He's in Colorado. Also, Roy Rogers uh, is in need of healing. Sister Cheryl's brother is asking for prayer today. Brother Andre is going to be going in for a procedure tomorrow, and he needs your prayers. So let's pray for Brother Andre. Also, Shanain Kadez, Sister uh, Kadez, is, uh, needs a touch from the Lord. She's going to surgery, or she might need surgery, but we want God to intervene in that situation. Also, we have uh, several ladies at Kindred who have been with us from the very beginning, um, who are in and out of the hospital. They've been our most faithful saints. is Susan Clemente. She's in the hospital with uh, respiratory problems today and Frankie Allen's having heart problems today. So please remember those as we come together in prayer. At this time, the altars are open. If you need a special touch from the Lord, the Bible said the ministry team will anoint you with oil, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So let's just go before the Lord in prayer right now as a church. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the healing in your blood, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood upon these requests, Lord, those that have a need uh, for healing in their body we pray for sister cadiz right now that oh god that you would intervene and lord jesus that you would intervene for roy rogers and for susan and for brother andre oh god we know that you're able we give you the glory for it lord hallelujah continue to worship the lord with the praise team today let's continue to worship god in this place
1: he deserves all the glory all the honor and praise his name is great is greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to Jesus and let's thank Him one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Belongs
3: from hell. I said, that's a lie from hell. Amen. You're a child of the king. Hallelujah. you got a God that loves you. Amen and amen. Praise God. Our usher course coming right now to give you an opportunity to give in an offering. God bless you as you give. You want to give electronically? Our church secretary is in the back with a card reader or you can give online at ptlv.org. Just give unto the Lord. God has been good. I said, God has been good. Amen. In just three weeks from now, we are having our annual Thanksgiving dinner here on the, first, on the 20th of November, and it is going to be spectacular. I can tell you that. If you don't know about that, you want to know more about that, then see Sister Aber, or Sister Bang Marada. They will give you all that information. That's coming up in just three weeks, and you don't want to miss it. Dear Jesus... Thank you for an opportunity to give to your cause. I ask you right now, bless the gift. The giver use it all for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you as you give.
1: Amen. our God will supply, our God will supply all our needs. Amen, according to his riches and glory. Thank you, God.
2: supply all my needs, he is my El Shaddai, he always looks out for me, Jehovah Jireh, he is my God, Jehovah Jireh. when by my faith I know my God is more than Looks out for me too. me, Jehovah he is. he is my God. Oh yes, He is my God. Oh yes, He is my God. Jehovah he is. he is my God. All of the earth is His. Hallelujah. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof. Everything that you need, you can be sure of, Jehovah.
3: is he more than enough for you today I said he's more than enough for you today hallelujah who's God been good to who's God been good to in this house hallelujah i ah, let the redeemed of the Lord say so he's more than enough I said he's more than enough to preach right now. Turn your Bibles with me to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Some of you could probably quote this psalm, but we are going to look at it with one verse in particular. The Bible says in Psalms 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Are you glad you're serving God today? I said, are you glad you're serving God today? Some of you walked in the door, you look like you got baptized in pickle juice or lemon juice. You all puckered up, nobody going to kiss you. Come on, I'm just being real right now. Serve the Lord with gladness. You got something to be happy about today. Your car may be broke down, the dog may be sick and the kid's acting crazy. You still got something to praise God for today. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Thank you, praise team. Thank you. Know ye that the Lord He is God. It is He that hath made us, not we ourselves. Some of you think you're self-made. You got a lot to learn. You got a lot to learn. The minute you think you're self-made, I walked into a man's office and owned a big steel company some years ago and When I walked in and began to talk to him, he looked at me and he said, let me tell you something, mister. You're looking at one self-made man right here. I was an alcoholic and I was no good. He said, I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and now I'm somebody and I got what I got because I made myself do something. I looked at him, and I thought in my heart, Mister, you don't have one clue about who you are. You wait until Jesus finds out, and you know who Jesus is. And three months later, that same man sat on the front row of our church, and God did a work in his life. He found out he was a nobody till somebody came along. It is God that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pastor. Boy, that sums it up by itself. Right? I can take the Bible lesson on that. We belong to Him. See that pretty lady playing the keyboard? She belongs to me. All right, fellas. Stop looking. She belongs to me. In another month and a half, 46 years, she'll have been mine. I know she don't look that old. She looks that good, though. She still lights my fire. I've just been honest with you. And it does me great to look at her and say, you're mine. But you know what does me better than that? It's when I hear him say, you're mine. You belong to me. You belong to me. I'm a child of the King. I came from very humble background, but I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the King. We are His people. And the sheep of His pasture. Whatever it is that you have belongs to Him. You're just a custodian of it. Boy, now that rocked some of you right there. That rocked your theology right there. I paid for that car. Who gave you a job? I worked hard. Who gave you a brain to know how to work? Come on now. You could be the village idiot today. There's a bunch of them out there. You could be strung out on drugs today and messed up. But God chose you. In John, he said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Oh, I thank God he chose me. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Here's the verse I want to preach from. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy ever is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Verse 4, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. I want to preach on something today that I know is going to be just a little tough for some of you. and um, But I am praying that you'll hear me out I want to preach on PSTD. PSTD. I believe I have a word from the Lord. Dear Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your truth today. I'm asking you right now to minister this word to the hearts of the people in this congregation. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. God bless you. you. May be seated, please. Now, I, when I read to you verse number 4, it said, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Now, understand that this Scripture is a principle. It tells us about how we're supposed to enter into His kingdom. And let me set a foundation for the message, if you will. As many of you know, over the last year or so, the VA hospital has been in the news quite a bit. I know I have people here that work at the v a hospital and um, and I'm not talking about just one particular hospital, but the VA and the veterans' benefits have been in a in a spotlight if you will the the v a is made up of a lot of different parts and moving parts, and one entity is set aside to deal only with mental conditions, and every VA hospital has an a certain department that deals with the mental woes of our veterans, the psychiatric facilities. The VA hospital here in town deals primarily with surgical procedures and fixing the bodies, but yet I had to check and verify they do have a psychiatric division in that hospital because so many of our veterans come back, they're wounded mentally as as well as physically. The physical part you can see, the mental part you cannot see, but it is very real in what it is. And so I'm not making light of any of that. I just use that as a focus of where I believe the Lord wants us to go today. And when we understand that one aspect of the church, when one aspect of the church messes up, just like with the VA, when one division messed up, the whole thing gets a bad name, it makes the news. When one person in a church messes up, the whole church gets a bad name. When one preacher lets down, then the whole denomination gets a bad name. When there's one radical in this area, then everybody in that department gets a bad name. But I'm talking to the church today, and I want to minister to Praise Tabernacle in particular today, that we need to be careful about how we conduct ourselves and not bring shame to the body of Christ. The Bible says that we are epistles read of all men. Somebody's watching you. And for some, you're the only Jesus they will ever see. I told the story of little Junior that came to church with Annie when he was just a little boy, and he was scared of me for some reason. And I couldn't figure out why. He was just a little bitty fella, and normally kids like me. I got it made with babies and little old ladies. Little old ladies keep getting older in order to be little old ladies now. But... uh, but babies and, and little old ladies always liked me. From the time I was just a kid, I was good with kids and old ladies. And, um, but Junior wouldn't have anything to do with me. He'd scream. I'd just look at him, he'd scream. Kind of remind me of Jamelia Rose. She was that way. You never believe it today. But she didn't want anything to do with me either. Well, Junior loves me too now. But um, one day when Junior was about this big, he'd come from this big to about this big, walked in the front door of the church out there with his mama, and I looked at him, I always trying to speak to him or say something to him, and he looks up, and he points, and he says, Jesus. And he came running to me and gave me a hug. And he called me Jesus. I, I cried standing right there in the foyer of the church. I cried because I realized that's what he saw I want you to understand something. You're the only Jesus some people out there in the world are going to see. You represent Him in everything you do, and they're looking at you, and so it's important that we conduct ourselves in a way that brings glory to Him in all that we do. The most common type of mental issue that veterans deal with is called P.S. PTSD. I got it backwards. PTSD. And it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. Let me give you a little bit of the history and take you back. Prior to the studies on Vietnam veterans, there was very little scientific study done on what we call PTSD. In the 1800s, the condition was called exhaustion, following the stress of battle, and characterized as a mental Shut down. After World War I, they termed a new phrase, they called it shell shocked. After World War II, they came up with a new name for it, and they called it combat fatigue. All of these were the same things, but after the Vietnam War, the extensive studies done in the 80s, they termed, came up with the term post traumatic stress syndrome or PTSD, was used as the official term. PTSD is described as occurring when a person has been exposed to a traumatic event. The person either experienced, witnessed, or was confronted with an event or events that involved actual or threatened of death or serious injury, or the threat. Watch this, the threat of the integrity of self. Remember that, the threat of integrity of self. The symptoms of PTSD are these. They feel upset by being around those things that remind them of what happened in the past. They have nightmares, vivid memory flashbacks, if you will. They feel emotionally cut off from others. They feel numb. Are losing interest in the things they used to care about. They become depressed, anxious, they have difficulty sleeping, can't keep their mind on one thing, having a hard time relating to others. Now I'm trying to build a background because I want to take you somewhere today that I believe God gave me a word for some people here today in this service. The treatment, there are two types of treatment for PTSD. One is counseling. And the second one is medication. and sometimes a combination of the two. Now, counseling can help you understand your thoughts and discover ways to cope with your feelings. I've done an awful lot of that, many years of that at the counseling center. Medication is called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They cause you to feel less worried, or sad. I had to look that one up and had to do a little study on that one. Reputec. That's a word I'd never heard before. So I did my research. I got to figuring that out. And the more I began to to deal with that, it, it talked about the the the, the, the things that, that take, like the little neutron to take it away from your brain. And it kind of deadens that side of it so you don't feel the anxious feelings that you were feeling. And it kind of brings you back. I, I really thought Uh, It's spelled R-E-U-P-T-A-K-E. And um, it was interesting. You say, Pastor, where are you going with this? I'll tell you what I came to preach today. I came to preach PTSD. Not post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder, but PTSD, praise through Satan's door. Praise through Satan's door. Now, now stay with me for just a few minutes, and I'm not going to be long today, but I need to understand there is a door that is used to block off access to or within a certain space. That's what the door is for. It's designed to block off something. Well, let me tell you something. Satan wants to block some things off in every one of our lives. Uh, he wants to block us off from the blessings of God uh, and the understanding of who we really are. Uh, we, we sing that song, I know who I am. When you know who you are, then you will understand that Satan's trying to block those things off. Sometimes the devil places doors uh, that, want, that block us from making progress. And in this battle, those doors that Satan uses are hindrances or barricades to try to trap us and hold us in. Jesus said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, he said, For no weapon that is formed, he said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. For what? To pull down the strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's a place you get in your mind uh, that says, I can't get past this. Uh, I made this mistake in the past. Uh, I had this injury in the past. Uh, I had this hurt in the past, uh, and that's going to stop me. Uh, I can't go to church uh, because there's somebody there that I don't like, or there's somebody there that don't like me, or there's somebody there that hurt me some." Honey, you better get over it. Uh, You're never going to go to heaven until you get past some hurts, uh, until you get past some feelings, uh, until you get past some rejection. Uh, You need to leave that behind you and say, no, 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 no. I'm not looking at those things. I'm not thinking about those things. Uh, Forgetting those things which are behind. I'm pressing to the mark, trying to move forward. You see, warfare comes from a Greek word, which actually means a military operation. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You didn't make them. One of the things that a soldier learns whenever he goes to basic training is he learns to take his weapon apart and put it back together in the dark. He's got to be able to do that in pitch darkness, in total silence. His life may depend on it one day. Well, I'm not an artillery. Let me tell you something. You're going to learn about a weapon if you're going in the military. You're going to learn about that weapon in the military. Some of you that have been married to people that were in the military, you've, you've seen your mate take those weapons apart and put them back together. My dad had been out of the army long before I was ever thought of, before I was ever a twinkle in his eye. I'm telling you, but I'm gonna tell you, my daddy taught us to take a gun apart and put it back together when we were kids. We were growing up. We understood what a weapon was all about. Uh, that it wasn't a toy and it wasn't a play pretty. Why? Because he wanted us to understand what we may face one day. Thank God we have not had to face that. Now I'm now 65 years old. But my daddy wanted his boys prepared because I understand that the weapons of my warfare, they're not those guns that I learned about. Uh, but it's when they when I turn my, my, my situation over to God and say, Hey, God, I need you to do something about my situation. Uh, God, I need you to show up and I need you to show out. Uh, I'm in a situation, God. Uh, I got a problem I need you to help me with. Paul was saying that on this Christian journey, it's going to be one hardship or one danger after another. There are difficulties that oppose us and cause stresses and present some traumatic events in our lives. And we are in a spiritual battle, literally in a spiritual warfare. Ephesians, Paul would write in Ephesians chapter 6. Read for me verse number 12, please. Not
1: against flesh and blood. We're not
3: wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, principalities, against powers, powers, against rulers of darkness, rulers of, this world. of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You see that uh, the spiritual warfare causes traumatic events uh, that can cause strongholds to come up in our lives. Strongholds or PTSD on a spiritual lever level. Remember, PTSD is a mental condition brought on by traumatic events. When you look at your life today, you understand there are some of you sitting here in church today. It's a miracle that you're here. You've been wounded at church. You've been hurt by church people. You've been hurt by preachers. You've been hurt by supposedly good people. Mephibosheth was that way, uh, and I'm going to preach about him before long, not in this service, but... He was wounded by the very person supposed to be taking care of him that dropped him. Some of you have been dropped on your heads, if you will. You've got some hurts and some wounds, but somewhere, I'm preaching to somebody today, you're going to have to get past those. You're going to have to let God heal those. You're going to have to put those things in your rearview mirror and not look back at them. Those strongholds of the mind, that mental condition that's held you back, Some of you are impregnated with helplessness and hopelessness and doubt and anxiety and depression, discouragement that causes a man to believe that something in his or her life is unchangeable, and it even goes contrary to the will of God. Some of you are convinced. I have a young man that I mentored into the ministry when I was just very young. He went on to pastor great churches and do great works, but even still to this day, and this man is, is an older man now and retired from ministry, he still struggles with what his mother said to him as a child when she beat him. She said, you're no good. You ain't never been no good. You won't never be no good. That was exactly her words as she beat him day in and day out. You're no good. You've never been no good. You won't ever be no good. Uh, after he got in the church and God filled him with the Holy Ghost, he became a preacher. They kicked him out of the house. They they disowned him. Uh, everything else to do. Uh, he came and lived with us and we began to, to have him get on his feet and, and he went on to do great things in the ministry. But ever so often uh, his wife would talk to me and say, you better come give him a tune up. Uh, and I'd have to go take him off and say, listen to me. Uh, get those words of your mama out of your head. It ain't your mama you're serving. It's a living God you're serving. It ain't your mama you're preaching. It's a merciful God you're preaching. You are good. I'm here to tell somebody today you are good. God made you good. God didn't make any junk. You're not a mistake. You're not a happenstance. You're somebody special to Jesus. He loves you today. Come on and clap your hands to the Lord. As long as as you see yourself as no good, you're going to put yourself down over and over and over again. you got a stronghold in your mind. You need to break it today. The devil's convinced you some things are unchangeable. I'm here to tell you there ain't nothing unchangeable with Jesus. A stronghold is a spiritually mental issue. A stronghold is a spiritually mental issue. A person believes in their mind That this is the way it is because of some event, some mistake they made, some situation where they were manipulated, something that happened in their lives, and they think, I'm marked by that. Let me tell you something. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. I said, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you have been. I care about what you are today. You may have been a prostitute on the street and sold your body for drugs, but when you're here in the house of God, honey, you hold your head up. Uh, You're not what you used to be. You're what you are today. Uh, You're a child of the king. Uh, You hear me? God loves you. Uh, God loves you. He gave his life for you. Uh, He gave his life for you. Uh, Anybody put you down, you bring them to me. They won't do it again. Because you're a child of the king. You have to see a value in yourself. That mental door that's placed in people's thoughts that the Satan tries to block out things with, that mental door needs to be torn down and done away with. Because, see, Satan is trying to pro- stop you from progressing into God what God wants you to be. Now, the symptoms of strongholds, or feeling upset by a thing that reminds you of your past. When you get upset about your past, well, I wish I'd never done that. Okay, fine. You've repented of it, put it under the bud, leave it alone. If you ain't guilty, don't act like it. I mean, Seriously, you keep reminding a God of things that He's already forgotten about. know what I did when I was 12. And he said, no, I'm sorry, that's under the blood. That's under the blood. There's always going to be somebody come by to try to remind you of it. They think that's our God calling. They wouldn't know God if he did call them. That didn't cost you anything, that's the truth. But see, the devil wants you to think that you're always stuck where you used to be. And you're not going to progress any further. You've you got a door there. He'll give you flashbacks. He'll give you flashbacks, memories that draw on you. You lose interest in things that you once cared about. You don't pray like you used to, you don't sing like you used to. You remember when you first got the Holy Ghost? Maybe you can't sing, but you did. And you didn't care who heard you. You'd get in the shower and you'd rattle the whole house singing to the Lord. Why? Because God been good to you. God been good to you. Right after I got the Holy Ghost, Dottie Rambo and Buck Rambo came through and they were singing, Wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Got to make it to heaven somehow. Man, I began to sing that song. That's an old song. That's back in the 60s. I began to sing that song. Next thing I know, we had a youth service. They said, somebody want to sing. I jumped up. I didn't realize I couldn't sing until I got up there and was singing. But I didn't care. You understand? I didn't care. I didn't care. Only thing I cared about was I wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me he tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name. All the wealth I want in worldly fame. But it wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Why? Because I've walked with God long enough to know that if I didn't get past that, there was somebody in the church when I first got into the church. They told me, you're never going to do anything at church. I said, why not? They said, because you're from Bib City. See, Bibb City had its own reputation. a little cotton mill town, but it's also called Fist City. We'd get along or we'd get it on. Just the mentality of the little town. Then they told me, because your last name's not Shepherd. Everybody in the church that did anything, their name was Shepherd. I said, Really? Now, understand, I hadn't been in church long. they telling me this is a family-run church. You're never going to do anything. Imagine my amazement when three years later, my daddy was a Sunday school superintendent, my mama was a ladies' auxiliary leader, and I was preaching the youth services. I went to that same big mouth that was still hanging around running their mouth, said, hey, sport model, let me tell you something. You miss this one. The bus left without you. Guess what? My name ain't shepherd. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't know what kind of strongholds the devil wants to put in your mind today, but I'm trying to get somebody to understand you need to tear down those strongholds. Uh, you need to tear down those doors that the devil's trying to do, huh? Oh, hear me, you need to get your song back. Uh, You need to get your prayer back. Uh, Oh, Zion, what's the matter with you? Are you struggling with a little spiritual PTSD, uh, post-traumatic spiritual disorder? Maybe that's what we ought to call it, post-traumatic spiritual disorder. You see, you've got to learn to praise your way through Satan's door. The victory is in your praise. Your victory is in your praise. You may be standing at Satan's door and it doesn't seem like you can go any further, but God wants you to know something. You are unstoppable. I said, You are unstoppable. You and God make a majority. When you make up your mind, I'm just going to praise Him. I'm just going to praise Him. I don't care how I feel, I'm going to praise Him. Jesus would say to Peter in Matthew 16 and 18, And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not, somebody say, shall not prevail. Shall not prevail. Shall not prevail. prevail. You need to tell the devil, get out of the way, Jack. Uh, God's going to take me through. Uh, I'm going through that door. If I have to kick it down, uh, if I have to cut it down. Well, crazy brother Z, uh, I say that respectfully. He was pastoring in Fortune, and he got into this wild idea about doing an acts class over there where, people would be required required by the courts to go to so many weeks of, of counseling in the drug abuse and alcohol abuse program. And um, so he had all these, like 40 of them, I'm thinking, and, and most of them were pretty hardened people. None of them were Christian. And they were required for all these 26 weeks to go once a week to this, this program. And on the last week, he had an assistant. He told him, said, "Go in and tell everybody to sit down and behave themselves, and I'm going to be a few minutes late. Tell them not to leave." And so he did that, and some of those guys that were pretty rough on the edge just said, well, if he's going to be late, I'm leaving. He said, well, you can leave if you want to. We'll mark you absent, and then that means you do another 26 weeks because we're going to take this list to the judge. Well, uh, uh, they're sitting back there fussing at one another. And what they didn't know was the day before Brother Z, or the week before Brother Z had gone and bought a door that was broken from Lowe's, and he put it on the, the, the room there they had the meeting in. He had gone out to a yard sale, and he bought a wooden table, and two little wooden chairs for $10, and he put those in the room up at the front of the room. He had everybody sitting toward the back of the room, and about five or ten minutes late, he comes up to the door, and he rips a cord on a McCullough chainsaw. And he, he cut that door half in two. They are diving under stuff in the back of the room because there's no more exit. The chainsaw man's coming through there. He cut his way through that door. Then he kicked it in. He walks into that room, and I mean, some of those boys, it's fight or flight. Veins are popping in their neck. They are ready to fight to the do. They don't want to fight the chainsaw. He takes that wooden table, ying, 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 ying. takes the chair, another chair, ying, ying, ying. And, all, and all of a sudden he turns the saw off and he sits it down and says, "Hey, how y'all?" He said, "What?" I didn't hurt anybody. Did I hurt anyone of y'all? Anyone of y'all hurt? Anybody get cut? He said, but that's what you do when you get drunk. You get high on drugs. You go in, you break everything in the house. Your wife's hiding. Your kids are screaming. And you say, I didn't hurt nobody. You hear me? For the next two years, he'd be walking the streets of of Little Fortuna, California, and a man would run up to him and say, Mister, you changed my life that day in there. You changed something in my thinking in there that day. I never understood that. I never understood that. Uh, some of them had PTSD after they walked out of there that day. I promise you. He told him, He said, You need Jesus. Uh, that's what you need is you need Jesus. I said, Did you get sued? He said, No, man. <laughs> I just never did it again. <laughs> I want you to know some of y'all need to get that mental picture in your mind and get that chainsaw and whatever door the devil's thrown up in front of you, you need to cut that thing down. Uh, you need to cut it in half. Yeah, you need to kick it out of your way and say, hey, I, I'm going to go through in Jesus' name. I, I'm going to be what God wants from me. The devil, he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. First Corinthians 6 and 19. Read it for me. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, Come on, which do is you understand you? who you are? Read. Which you have of God, and are you not your own? Oh, you're not your own, but you're His. You're bought with a price. He paid the price so you could have life today. God loves you. We are the church. The church is not a built. The church is the body of people. And the church is unstoppable. I said the church is unstoppable. It's what the Bible said, the church is unstoppable. When you get that inside of you, regardless of the doors that Satan tries to put up in your way, the church is unstoppable. We've got to learn how to praise our way through every door that Satan puts up. And he's going to put a lot of doors up. Isaiah would write in fifty four seventeen. No different. weapon that is formed against shall prosper. He said shot, no weapon, prosper. not a single weapon, not a one. As they come to the music, not one weapon. That's formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise, he said, you might throw your best shot at me. It's not going to prosper. You come up with every weapon that you want to come up with me. You try to intimidate me. It ain't going to work. You try to threaten me. It ain't going to work. You try to buy me. It ain't going to work. Let me tell you something. I've had them do all three of those things. This ain't for sale. Uh, this ain't for intimidating, uh, and this ain't for threatening. Uh, no, 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 no. My phone rang one day, and guy said, I'm going to come and blow your brains out. Seriously. He said, I'm on my way. I'm going to blow your brains out. I said, you better bring two guns because I got one. I called the police and told them. They came and watched, and guess what? He pulled up in the parking lot. And the policeman got him. They took his gun away from him. I went out in the parking lot and I said, I still got mine. You wasn't scared? No, I wasn't scared. My heart was beating real fast, though. My heart was going potato, 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 potato. Let me tell you something. When a man told me the first church I pastored, I was 22. Somewhere about my 23rd birthday, he walked in and he showed me a check. He said, Pastor, you know you want to pay for that land down there? We were trying to buy two acres of land right off the road. I said, yeah. I owed $2,500 on the land. He had a check written out for $2,500. Wasn't written out to the church, it was written out to Randy Blizzard. He opened his checkbook and he showed it to me. He said, see that check? I said, yes, sir. He said, I want to give that check to you. You can pay off that land, or you can do whatever you want to do with it. He said, but here's what I need you to do. I don't see things in the Bible quite the way you see them. My wife's a real good singer and Sunday school teacher, and she doesn't live up to some of your house rules. You just kind of look the other way on those things and, We'll give this to you. Now, understand, I needed it real bad, but I needed that bad. Holy Ghost run up my backbone. I said, Mister, this little terra firma right around this pulpit, it ain't for sale. You ain't got enough money to buy it, and it ain't for sale. So I tell you what, I feel a good lesson coming on on holiness tonight. As a matter of fact. If you stay for church Never saw him again Boy, Why not? Didn't you need I didn't need the money that bad You see it ain't for sale Somewhere you gotta lock in on the fact That Satan you keep coming Every way you wanna come You come at me with everything you got But it ain't for sale I'm gonna kick those doors down No weapon that is formed against thee Shall prosper Read on in every tongue I like that I like that he said in every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn thee. oh are they going to be people running their mouths about you come on they are going to be people talking about you they talk about me all the time when people call me and say pastor so and so's talking about you I tell them good at least they ain't talking about you they got to have something good to talk about. You see, I settled a long time ago. I believe everybody in the world loves me. I believe that. I've had three or four of them try to tell me. that they, they were just wrong. They really do. They just didn't understand it yet. I've had them cuss me out and call me out. They still love me. They just didn't understand it yet. You see, if I believe it that way, then I'm not going around thinking about who don't like me. I think everybody likes me, so then I don't have to fight this battle in my mind about whether this one likes me or this one don't like me. You all like me, so we're not going to worry about it. Every tongue, every tongue, the Bible said, that shall rise against thee, thou shalt condemn. Because this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. You see, you might be standing at the door of discouragement today. Knock it down. You might be standing at the door of loneliness today. Kick it in. You might be standing at the door of sickness today. Let God heal it. You may be standing at that door of hopelessness or sadness or uncertainty today. I'm here to tell somebody God's getting ready to bring you through that door. You're going to have to learn to praise your way through your loneliness, through your hopelessness, through your sadness, through your sickness, through your discouragement. Let's stand. You gotta remember there's a greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Therefore, I'm unstoppable. And all I gotta do is praise through Satan's door. What's this? Remember, PTSD has two types of treatment: counseling and medication. Counseling, you want me to give you something good for counseling? Hold that just a minute where you at on that. Hold that key. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When, when you feel a little the prayer, prayer will turn in, turn You'll in. You'll know a little, a little fire, fire is burning. You'll find, a find a little time. talk with
2: Jesus and sing.
3: Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our trouble. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn in and you know a little fire is burning. Let's have a little talk with Jesus. Sit right. You see, when you you, you want you want good counseling? That's good counseling right there. That's good counseling right there. James would say it. Sing songs. Sing songs. You got real depression, start singing a song. You battling depression, start singing a song. Sing a song of praise. Sing a song of praise. I'm going to tell you something. You can't sing a song of praise and be in depression. You can't sing a song of praise and stay in depression very long. You start singing a song of praise and something, your spirit's going to change. That's the best counsel I can give you. Get yourself a song to sing. Get yourself a song of victory. That's the counseling side of it. What's the medication side of it, Pastor Blizzard? Now understand, I'm not going to go. There, there's a chemical imbalance and, and there are medications that need to be and I'm all behind that. But I'm going to give you some good medication right now. If you want to overcome post-traumatic spiritual get you a good dose of the Holy Ghost I mean get you a good dose of the Holy Ghost they said here take a spoonful of this cough syrup don't take a spoonful just drink the whole bottle just get you a good dose of the Holy Ghost do you hear me? Don't take you a little bit of the Holy Ghost. uh, Just get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. Uh, Let God saturate you with his spirit. Uh, Let God give you your joy back. Uh, Let God give you your peace back. Uh, Your worry, he's going to turn into peace. Uh, Your struggles are going to turn into stepping stones. Uh, When you learn to praise through Satan's doors, uh, the sacrifice of praise from the fruit of our lips, open your mouth and praise your way through Satan's door. Come on, let's praise him right now.
1: Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Come on. Praise is who I am. I will praise you while I can. I'll bless you at
3: all times. Sing it again. I vouch. You come on, you're struggling with something today. Why don't you get out from where bad. you are? And come to this front. Come on, you're wrestling with something today the devil's trying to tell you you can't make it happen. I'll come it on. Come on, Tim. Bad. God's got something for you, I'll Bubba. Come on, get out from where you, you are. Get to this and altar and say, hey God, I, I gotta I have a victory. I gotta have joy today. Come on.
1: This is what I do, even when
3: I'm going through. Oh why you're going through I it, praising? Why you going through it, praising? Worship You,
1: No, my circumstance doesn't even stand a
2: chance,
1: my praise outweighs the
2: bad. I vow to praise. I do. What? Yeah.
3: going to praise him. We will tell you something. For some of you, the devil's lied to you for a long time. He's told you you're never going to make it. He's told you you're never going to be anything, to amount to anything. You need to tell the devil to get lost. He's not in control. He's only in control of what you give him control of. You tell the devil he's a liar and the father of lies. God said you're a child of the king. God said you're his. God said he had bigger and better plans for you. When that devil comes along trying to tell you you're not going to make it or you're never going to do this or you're never going to amount to that, if I'd have listened to that, I'd still be in Bibb City, Georgia today working in a cotton mill. Well, I guess I wouldn't. They burned the cotton mill down. I don't know what I'd be. I'd be a drunk, I guess. It's what most of them turned into. But by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I stand here before you today, blood-bought, blood-bought. Hallelujah. Look, if he could do it for me, he can do it for any one of you. If he could do it for me, he can do it for any one of you. You don't understand my pedigree. My granddaddy was married seven times. How I many was your granddaddy married? He had 50 concubines in addition to the seven wives. He had the morals of an alley cat. That's my granddaddy. That ain't me. I got one wife. and one girlfriend. That's the same one. You hear me? Some of you just got to break the chain. You just got to break the chain. You got to get off that merry-go-round and say, not me. God's got a better plan for me. You may be the first one in your whole family to finish grade school, much less high school. Be thankful you got through grade school. Now, what next? What next? God's got a plan for your life. Getting on God's plan is bigger than you think it is. Amen. God bless you today. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands, be friends. We love you.